You're listening to Good Business, a podcast that inspires business leaders to continue their pursuit of success while still maintaining their values. If you want to be more successful and gain valuable insight from seasoned business leaders, then you're in the right place. And this podcast was designed for you. My name is Clay Vaughn, and I'm best known as the CEO of Reverent, a full-service agency that helps business leaders market their business and share their story. I'm sitting down with leaders from every industry to hear their process, the lessons they've learned, and how they've been able to achieve the success every leader hopes for. Well, welcome back to another episode of Good Business. Today, I get the pleasure of interviewing my bride, Emily. So Emily uh, and I, we've been married for six years. (laughs) Got to make sure I get that one right. Back on my anniversary, we actually both were celebrating our seventh anniversary, (laughs) not even realizing it was actually our sixth. But, uh, But yeah, so we get the pleasure of having my bride on today. And the reason why I've, 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 honestly, we've been trying to coordinate this for a while now. I'm grateful that my parents are watching the kiddos at the moment. What I feel like is going to be really valuable for all of you guys listening in today and hearing from Emily is she has been this person who's been steady and consistent throughout my entire journey in business. She actually was instrumental in me having the courage to launch Reverent full-time in the first few months of our marriage, actually, and convincing me that it was time to step away from my full-time role at a e-commerce company that I was managing, which we talked about previously on this show. And so I wouldn't have done it without her because I, I really needed the confidence boost, and she gave me that. She was there at the origin story of Reverent Media, And all that has become from that. She's been my sounding board, my wise counsel through every major tragedy and triumph. Through every struggle, she's been there and we've been able to celebrate together as well. She has a very unique insight today, not to mention the fact that her personality and her skill set and her background all allow her to to really know how to interact with people in a unique way that is caring and kind and loving, but also uh, can kind of see through some of the struggles they might be facing and why they're making the decisions they're making. I'll let her share a little bit more about that. But Emily, thank you so much for tuning in with me today here in our home office. Would you mind just kind of introducing yourself to everyone who may not have had the chance to meet you yet and maybe give a little bit of a background of what your story is? Okay. Well, I'm honored to be here with you. It's fun to get to do some work with you every now and then. I went to Texas A&M my freshman year, and then I transferred to Liberty University where I graduated and then I got my master's in human services, specialized in marriage and family therapy. So a lot of counseling classes and uh, didn't know how I was going to use that, but I knew like I would use it in my life and wherever God took me. And that's been a blessing. And then I moved back to Texas because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. And I guess not long after I moved back, I met you. So yeah. 
then our story began and been a wild ride yeah. ever since, huh? Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. <laughs> So, Emmy, could you could you kind of share a little bit about those first few months in marriage when I was coming home exhausted and deflated and dying, literally? What what, what was what was life like in those first first <laughs> few months of marriage? Well, there's, I mean, a bit of backstory to that because you did have you do have a blood condition, and so you know you almost died a few times when we were dating. And at one point, you know, Clay told me in the hospital, you know, you should break up with me because I'm just gonna die anyway. And, you know, you should go find someone else. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm supposed to be with you. There's, there's no going back. So I think, you know, your health wasn't the best, but you were also just working a ton. And then you had this passion to start your own company. So you were coming home from work, eight to five job, and then you were trying to spend time with me eating dinner. And then you got on the computer, wanted to start working on your company to keep that alive. And it was just, you know, you never had a break and you were exhausted. And like, I think a few times you fell asleep, like eating dinner. And so <laughs> that, uh, you know, after being married, I was like, this is, this is not how it's supposed to be. And I just saw you not doing what you love to do and not being the life I wanted to see you have as far as work goes. And so I, re- I remember us sitting down at one point and I was just like, what do you want to do? What is your dream job and you were like I really just want to start my own company and like that's all I want to do and so I was like well if that's what you know for sure that you want to do let's just have faith and do it and I think at that point like I I, I was well then I got pregnant and <laughs> what, we had like 16 cents in our bank account and yeah. you had quit your job and so at that point you were like oh, well I just have to find a client this month just need to find a client and we slowly you always God always provided someone and then we paid rent and it grew from there so that was it's been fun to see you grow through that and like me getting to see the man you are which I, I didn't even know all your skill set when I married you I didn't I didn't know you could do all the things you could do so <laughs> that's been fun well what's what was really funny is your parents just your entire family actually just constantly referred to me as a photographer. Mm-hmm. And at the time <laughs> yeah. I was I was not a photographer, but they just assumed, oh, Clay, yeah. Clay does photo stuff. And what Anyway. And you know, what's interesting as you're talking, Emily, it's, it's really unique when you look at the journey of reverence. I mean, reverence media, the name was born out of a situation I had in 2008, where I was working on a set. Uh, I was doing a lot of contracting on the video production side. I was working on a set and I really didn't know anything about the clients. I would just show up. Uh, They knew kind of Hey, Clay's Clay's a Christian, so don't put him on anything too too bad. And I I was working mainly in oil and gas for the for the longest time. And then one one time I had this uh, last minute shoot, and they said, Hey, we need you to show up at eleven p.m. And I was like, eleven p.m. or a.m. Oh, eleven p.m. And so it was an overnight shoot, and it turned out being a music video for a group I would never even listen to, um, much less uh, want to watch their music video and. After that shoot, I just felt so, I felt so convicted the entire time I was there. And it wasn't like I was doing anything wrong or even seeing anything wrong. It was just, it was the wrong crowd. It was not where uh, I should have been as uh, as someone who wanted to maintain my integrity. And so I was uh, on the drive back that following morning around 9 a.m. And I said, you know what? I'm going to name the company after 
something that I feel like needs to hold me accountable to the kind of work that I do. And so that was kind of the origin story of Reverent, but the one missing component to Reverent Media from 2008 all the way to 2015 was Emily. And as soon as Emily entered into my life and was the yang to my yang, if I'm even allowed to say that, <laughs> uh, Reverent exploded. And obviously it's it's all God, but it's, it's a pure matter of if you have the right people supporting you and sur- surrounding you, specifically your spouse, then I mean, the sky is the limit. So anyway, as you were sharing that, it just was an encouragement to me for all that you've done. So thank you. Well, I think, you know, timing is important too. like just where you're at in life, what you're ready for. And um, I think when you're, you know, starting your own business, you need to be confident that that's what you're passionate about. And I mean, I think character is a huge part of running your own company. I don't think, I mean, for us specifically, like we, you know, as Christians, we started going into it saying like, well, if this isn't going to honor God, then I'd rather it just be destroyed and fail and not mm-hmm. be successful. And that was my prayer over Clay is like, God, if he does something wrong and he does something that's going to, you know, hurt our family and our relationship, like, please destroy the company. Don't let it, don't let it flourish. Mm-hmm. And, but we, we wanted to honor God through that. And so I think, you know, even if you're not a believer, like just your character and your integrity and your company and being an honest person. And I think that's a really big deal in in keeping your company alive. And you have that. So that's why you're so amazing. Oh, but I'm biased. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're a little biased. Um, But uh, so so with with all that being said, just kind of knowing a little bit of our background for everyone who's listening in, what has the journey been since we launched the company? I mean, I can share my my perspective, and I've I've shared bits and pieces over the season so far. But from Emily, from your perspective, what has the journey looked like, and what were some maybe some high spots and some low spots over the over the past few years, and what have we learned from them? Um. Well, that's a. a- long question. It's a very loaded question. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's looked, you know, some adjectives. It's been exhausting and it's been rewarding and it's been extremely stressful. I think, you know, when we, my first thought is remembering when we had moved from our apartment and got a house and we are, we are renting a house and Clay was working every weekend. And so there was just like, no time together. And, uh, I didn't, I didn't want a life like that. So at that point we were, we sat down and was like, okay, what does this look like? What do we want for our lives? Is this going to work? Like, Mm -hmm. should I get another job? Should I stop doing this? And so I think at that point we talked and was like, well, let's just pray God grows it and let's do whatever we can to grow it. And after a year, if it's not, if I'm still having to shoot weddings nonstop or shoot, you know, film this or that, and, um, you know, we'll look into dropping this and doing another job. And so, you know, that changed. And that was kind of our boundaries. I think everyone has to have a boundary of like, how long can I handle this? Or what does this look like um, for my health and running a company and starting this, you know, you maybe have a goal mark for however many years. And so that was a hard spot before that. And then once it started growing, I think that was a high spot where 
we got an office and I got to work with you a little bit and Mm -hmm. got to just start when we started getting more employees, you know, and building those relationships that that became just felt more real. And so that was fun and exciting. And and then we had, you know, all the crazy stuff that happened where we thought we were going to die over it. And just I think that was really stressful. But at that point, we were very secure in knowing that this is what we were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I think if I had questioned that, it wouldn't have worked together in our marriage with this business. But I think we both were secure in knowing that we were supposed to be doing this. So that was helpful. Yeah. So what what I'm gathering from you is the the high spots really are are a consistent growth. We 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 recognize that if we didn't set boundaries of what that growth looked like, uh, then we would end up with another low spot in our relationship and in our marriage. And so we set those boundaries, we set those goals, and if we had not achieved them, we would have said, "All right, well, Clay's getting a day job." But but we learned. Uh, we learned that that was that was not in the Lord's uh, plan. Uh, he had a plan for us, and even when we were getting death threats just because people don't like me, they uh, th- those de- death threats still didn't stop us. I mean, we kept on going, and we kept on with those boundaries. I mean, we were very much pushing those boundaries. I mean, to the point of I don't think we can. If if this gets any worse and it doesn't calm down, then we're going to have to throw the towel in. For anyone, just now now that now that I'm saying all of this, I'm realizing that people who are tuning in may not know our story a little bit. But when uh, Emmy was referencing death threats and almost dying, it wasn't because of stress, um, though that was probably a contributor. Um, it was due to the fact that I believe marriage is between a man and a woman, and that alone. And there was uh, a group of people out of New York that kind of sparked a negative attack against uh, me and the family and the company. And um, that kind of rode the news cycle for about two weeks and then it was sputtered out. But it was a scary time uh, when we're getting tens of thousands of people saying terrible things about us, trying to harm us uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, that's what Emia is referencing there. The fact that we're running a company to honor God and honor God alone. And um, we believe that uh, running a company that honor God that honors God needs to follow what he says in scripture. And so anyway, very major tangent there, but I just wanted to give some context for everyone listening in. So Emily, you have a verse that you've kind of set aside. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just going back to that topic, I think it, it's hard to, to not uh, be able to share, uh, you know, what you really feel and think about people. And it's hard to hear people think that, oh, you don't love these people or this and uh, just tear apart who you actually are. And that's, um, I think something you have to learn to, to not care about what you're hearing all around you and what everyone's saying, you're going to get negative things thrown at you. Um, and you're going to get people who don't believe in you, you know, throughout your, um, journey and your business and stuff. But, um, I know for us, what keeps us going is that, you know, we're live we're not living for all those people. We're not living for their opinions and their thoughts. We're living for an audience of one. And so, um, I think it's really important to know who you are and what you stand for. And, you know, there's going to be people that get in the way and you just have to stand your ground and who you are. And 
Yeah, the verse that I have is, by this I know that you delight in me. My enemy will not triumph over me, but you have upheld me because of my integrity, and you set me in your presence forever. Mm. And that's um, Psalms forty-one, twelve. And I don't know if I've shared that with you, Clay, but that's mm. always been my verse for our company and just a reminder to me that we don't have to worry about being overcome with all the obstacles or, you know, where we can trust that as long as we hold our integrity, that like we will be upheld and that God will be there for us and no matter what happens. So we can rest in that. And that's just kind of been the verse I I go to when when I think about reverence. So I love it. Thanks for sharing that. So for anyone who's Thinking about joining into uh, maybe a startup business or maybe starting up their own business. Maybe they're thinking about investing. Maybe they're involved in a nonprofit, trying to grow it. The the struggle, and we've already mentioned this, the struggle is that work-life balance, setting those boundaries, knowing what is healthy for you, what is unhealthy for you. I think I think it would be important for us to share a little bit of what we did do and maybe what we wish we would have done when it comes to setting those boundaries. I know hindsight's twenty twenty, and I have a list probably a mile and a half long of things that looking back, I'm like, wow, I screwed that one up or wow, I've really failed in that area. But there's also areas that I'm like, wow, okay, the Lord was really gracious to us there. And he he blessed us immensely there. I know for me, when I started Reverend, the thing is, I, I just didn't want to do it alone. I wanted to have complete buy-in from Emily. And I wouldn't have done it if she had not encouraged me to and, and been in agreement. So the very first thing I would just say is, if you are thinking about going off on your own, starting your own thing, being in a nonprofit, and you don't have buy-in from your spouse, then I, I hate to tell you this, but you're going to fail. There's no way you can win if you don't have buy-in from your spouse. Earlier on in the days, but when we had fewer employees... Uh, Emily would actually be a part of the hiring process since we've moved out to the hill country and are a little bit further away and we have two kiddos. It's a little bit more complicated to do that. But still for senior leadership, we still have Emily contribute to helping us make the right decision. And when I say us, I mean the leadership team. It's just so important to have your spouse on the same page with you. And if there's anything that I'm grateful for is that that is how the foundation was laid is with Emily and I being on the same page. And frankly, if I didn't listen to her, it didn't work out. I mean, just just as a kind of forewarning, if I hired somebody and Emily was like, I don't know about that person, and I hired that person anyway, it, it did not work out. So so listen to your spouse. They have intuition. Um, that would be the, the very first bit of advice that I would give. How about you, Emily? What would you say in regard to the foundation? What would, what would you set as boundaries? Well, I mean, I trust you and you've always been someone that uh, makes it easy for me to trust you. And I think everyone's different with their relationships. But I mean, I remember when we were dating, we had just started dating and um, you called me when I was at work and asked my permission to um, have a female client that you were going to film like a perfume, something commercial. And you asked my permission because you didn't want me to feel uncomfortable. And like, I thought that was crazy. And I think a lot of people would be like, I, I don't need to ask permission, whatever. But for me, it, it, it helped me trust you and it helped me feel like you really cared that I was a part of your decision making. And that was even before we got married. So that kind of laid the foundation for me respecting you and knowing that like you, you have my back. And so going into our business, it's different now because just we're, 
Well, I don't know. We've grown a lot, but (laughs) like in the beginning stages, I think that was, that was really helpful in our marriage and our relationship. Because if that's, if that's falling apart, then you can't really work clearly. You're going to be stressed. Like it's really goes hand in hand at the beginning stages, you know, like even hiring girls, like me being a part of that process. And um, I think that that was helpful to me. And you just, you know, making sure like early on, you just, you had someone riding with you everywhere you went. And at one point, I think it was your sister like working for you. So (laughs) it was just, that was, I forgot about that. That was, uh, yeah. I mean, if you had hired like someone else and then that got in the mix, I think that could have been really uncomfortable, but you were really respectful to me and that, and that was really helpful. So thinking about all those little details Mm -hmm. really makes a difference in, in your relationship and how that flows into work. So, yeah. Now, one thing that I'd say that I, I still struggle with is I, I am a very ambitious person and I'm mainly an ambitious person when I have an idea. Like I have a thousand ideas all the time and most of them are really, really bad ideas. But when, when it comes to some mistakes that I've made and I'm continuing to try to figure out is that work-life balance. I've got a thousand irons in the fire. And over the past year, I've realized I can't live like that. I can't live like that. It's not for, it's not healthy for me. And when I'm not healthy, then it's not healthy for my family. And so if I had any regrets is that I was too ambitious early on. I mean, that got us to where we are, but there were some sacrifices. I missed so much of the first year of, of our firstborn's life. And I missed that. Uh, I mean, that was when I was working every weekend, uh, which is what Emily was saying as I was filming weddings, I was doing whatever I possibly could to make ends meet. And I, I missed that first year and it breaks my heart. And so if I if I could do things differently, I, I certainly would if I were to rewind. That was also our first and second year of marriage too. So it was it was a tough time to start a business and get a firstborn son all at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I think it, I think that would have looked differently had we not gotten pregnant like a couple months after we got married. But um, setting those boundaries has been really healthy for me over the past year and a half. And I don't I don't really do that much work after five or six o'clock in the evening. I mean it. it if there's an emergency, obviously, but it not nearly like it what like it was in 2018, 2017, when I was at the office until 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, coming back really late and being a bad communicator about all of that. I mean, I'm reliving all of this right now as we're talking about it, but I'm, I'm just, there, there are things that I wish I had done differently. And I would encourage y'all, if you're thinking about getting going, just set those very clear boundaries. It will throttle your growth but that's okay. Growth is is not as important as your family and your relationships. Uh, I just wish I had known that and been mature enough to know that and believe that earlier on. So, yeah. Well, I think there's still seasons where like you, you do still work a ton, but sure. <laughs> I think we're just, we've learned how to balance it and we know that that season's not forever and we just push through it and yeah. um, make sure that we're there for each other through it. And I think just communicating and knowing what's going on, where we're at emotionally and just being prepared to push through it helps when we know what's going on um, and what to prepare for. But I don't, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of things, you know, I'm different than you in that where I don't have a whole lot of things. I think, Oh, I wish we would have done this just because you have more of that being on the business side and making all the decisions. But for me, it's like, I, I think that's just part of growing and, um, there's things that I'm thankful for, for all the bumps in the road, because it's, um, 
really strengthened our faith in each other. And so I I don't, I think there's things you just, you got to make mistakes to learn and that's, that's how you grow. So I can't, you can't take back all of them. Um, You you can see how Emily is my counselor. (laughs) (laughs) So as we wrap up this episode, Emily, what would you leave the audience with in regard to a form of encouragement of if there was one bit of advice that they took away from, from this, when it comes to maintaining a work-life balance and maintaining a marriage in the midst of a startup mentality. So what what would you share now that we have made it seven, almost seven years into uh, into this business together? Um, what, what would you share? Um, well, the first thing that comes to mind is don't ever, ever sacrifice something good. Um, don't ever sacrifice your character to let something in that's going to hinder that. It's not worth it. And it's not worth even growing a business for. And yeah, don't let people and things get in the way of making you a better person. Mm. And the second thing that comes to mind is just don't run a business. Don't start a business. Don't have money as your goal. Money is not the goal. And if you if that is your goal to get rich, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And I, you know, I, I don't believe It'll be in that. Empty. It'll be empty. Yeah. I mean, money is not going to <laughs> save you in the end. So I think if that's your end goal, then there's no really passion in what you're doing. Mm. So I would just encourage you to really love what you're doing and believe in yourself and work hard and do lots of research. I mean, you read like I think I you know, were reading like four books a week and we, I still, nuts. we still get books in the mail like <laughs> weekly and he's just constantly trying to learn more, constantly trying to be better at what he does and, you know, and staying humble. Those are things, you know, you need yeah. foundation. So, well, and obviously it's important to make sure you have an amazing spouse who will support <laughs> you and give you guidance and tell it's, you when you're an idiot and also t- encourage you, uh, which is what it's honestly, I've kind of, been really embarrassed a little bit in this episode at how nice Emmy has been. <laughs> not gonna be me. Well, of, of course, not, not, <laughs> not in front of everybody. No, well, that's no. a whole nother episode. But <laughs> yeah. you know, I will say, waiting for the right one. Like, don't sit there and be like, "I need a spouse to get my business right." Like, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I mean, before I met Clay, I was like, I'd rather be single than end up with the wrong person. It's, it's that's not yeah. worth it. So just wait, wait for the right one. It, it'll all be worth it in the end. So absolutely. Well, thanks, Emily, for tuning in. Um, <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed your 30 minute break from the kiddos <laughs> this <laughs> afternoon. And oh. uh, I look forward to bringing you back on next season on Good mm. Business. So everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next week. We only have one more episode before the season wraps. Y'all have a blessed week and we'll talk to you guys soon on Good Business. If you like this podcast, please subscribe now and share with your friends, family, and other business leaders. You can learn more about each guest and the resources we discuss at www.claybon.com. And if you're a business leader looking to market your business and share your story, check out my company, Reverent, at www.reverent.media. We'll see you next time on Good Business. Yeah.